You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you are joining me for episode 248 of the Blended Family Podcast. And today, my guest, Miss Angela Lee, is here to talk to us about magic and how to bring magic into our daily lives. And I know that probably sounds a little silly right now because I think many of us don't feel any kind of magic. And it is the holiday season, and we're lacking that right now. So hopefully, maybe she can give us some tips. We'll get to that in a minute. I was really needing some Christmas magic, some holiday spirit around here, and so we ended up decorating over the weekend just because I needed something to help me feel that way. It's so weird this year, just everything. It's it's hard to feel connected to people and joyous about a season where we're not connected right now. We're, we're kind of disconnected. We're apart from one another, and we're going through struggles, all of us in a very different way. And so it's just been really difficult for all of us. And so that's why we decorated. I thought maybe if it just looks a little bit more festive, we'll feel more festive. And it helps a little bit. Really, it's a state of mind, right? We can we can be upset. And I think we can all agree it's okay to be upset about what's going on. But we don't have to let it ruin our season. We don't have to let it ruin anything. And you know, the one thing that I was thinking about is what sets it apart for me this year is every year for so many years my husband and I worked so much and so hard that when the holidays came it was so stressful you know I mean we might have had the money then to get the kids the gifts but there were other kind of stressors and you know what I mean with blended families that always made the holidays difficult and we just didn't have the time to really enjoy it we were always rushing around because we were working so much and because things were so chaotic and so if anything changed this year it's kind of taught us that well we're not working as much so we don't really have a choice about that we're just home more but it's helping us enjoy more family time things that we didn't have before you know before it was more of a materialistic holiday in our family you know it was we we did a lot of gift giving and this year we might not do a lot of gift giving we don't all have the money to do that but we do have is togetherness is time and time to to just kind of stop the hustle and bustle and stop the worry about buying things and who gets what and I know the buying of the things can be very stressful in blended families as it is because it never seems to be fair when you have kids from different families and one household might be able to give more and it ends up with inequality among the kids and it's not really the parents fault it's just this is the way it is there's different households now and different people involved and sometimes it's just not fair and I remember that that was a really big stressor and I don't know if any of you are going through that right now so I just wanted to offer you some hope and to let you know that it's okay you know and the the kids will be very resilient with this and the holiday really isn't about who gets what it's about memories because I tell you what 
they're going to forget. Ask them. Ask them, do you remember what all your gifts were last year or the year before? Chances are they forget. But what they remember is maybe that trip that you took or the sledding that you did or when you went to go look at the lights together or whatever you do that makes your holiday season magical. That's what they're going to remember. So I hope that you enjoy this show today. Uh, Last week, we had, if you missed it, Josephine at Lori, and she was talking to us about meditation and mindfulness, which is another good thing to kind of get into for stress this holiday season. I really enjoyed that conversation. And then next week, I think I'm going to have on, and I say I think because I'm still working on the episode, but Miss Tiffany Gravel. And she's an author, and she has a big blended family herself, and so uh, that was actually a really good interview. We just recorded it, so I'm going to try to get that one out next week. And this is kind of an exciting time for me. Um, This is, I think, the sixth anniversary of the Blended Family podcast this month. And that's a pretty big milestone, as well as I have a big milestone show coming That's going to be show 250, and that's a big deal to me because when I started, I didn't know if I was going to have more than 10 episodes. I I feared that I was going to run out of material. I didn't know if anyone was going to like it, and so to know that here I am this many years later still creating episodes for you, and I know that a lot of you stuck by me through that time last year where I was less consistent and I wasn't feeling well, And um, so thank you for being patient. And I'm really excited about this. And so to make that show special, I would love to ask for your help as well as you can call it an early birthday present. My birthday is in the beginning of January. I would love it if you guys could participate in that show by sending me either an email or a voicemail. Hey, did you know that you could leave me a voicemail? speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast is the way that you leave me a voicemail you can do that anytime I would love to hear your voice I don't care what you want to tell me Um, I would love that Uh, so that's speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast that will be in the show notes as well you can leave me a message what I want to know is I want to know what is the best tip or lesson that you learned from listening to this show, to the Blended Family Podcast. I would really love to know if there was something that stuck out for you that helped your family move forward. And you can also, if you don't wanna leave me the voicemail or you're shy, you can certainly email that to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And uh, if you leave me a voicemail, I can use it on the show in the audio. If you don't want me to, let me know. But I would love to do that. I think it would make a really special show. But it's only going to work with your participation. And I would really, really appreciate if you could just take a moment and do that for me. So that is all. We are going to get right to this episode right after a word from this week's sponsor. And then we'll see you next week. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the effort and responsibility of being a parent? The guidance approach to conscious parenting is a revolutionary approach that helps you raise healthier, happier children and gives you the tools to feel successful as a parent. And you can achieve this transformation in just three months when you join the 90-Day Parenting Reset course. 
Catherine Celery, three times TEDx speaker and mom of two, has taught thousands of parents, children, and executives on conscious communication for over 20 years. She grew up in a blended family herself and learned firsthand the journey of integrating his, hers, theirs, and it wasn't always easy. It's driven her from the heart to create a program for families to overcome hurts, create safe containers for connection, understanding, and love. To learn more about Catherine and her amazing program, you can check out episode 237 when she joined me on this show, or just head on over to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash 90 day reset, which will take you directly to her site to sign up. And you can save 10% off the 90 day parenting reset course when you use my promo code blended 10. What are you waiting for? Get started today to learn how to become the parent you always intended to be. Today's guest is Angela Lee, author of Bella Santini in the Land of Everlasting Change. When Angela isn't dreaming up dragons, monsters, and other magical beings, she gratefully wanders through the sumptuously beautiful woods and meadows of the Cotswold area of England. Angela is very much in touch with her inner child and finds that she cannot walk by a swing set without stopping to play. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Angela. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Melissa. I'm I'm very pleased to be here to speak with your listeners and you, and maybe we can make a little magic together. Definitely. You know, I love books. And on this show, I feature mostly self-help authors who write nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. I've had a few fictional books featured, but they were for very young children. So I'm really excited that your focus, in addition to self-help, is also Kids who are a little bit older, kids who are preteens to young adults. And we have a lot to talk about today. And I'm super excited to discuss how to help our children and their parents uh, open up to the magic they have inside. So, this is going to be a great conversation. But, Angela, first, I want to know just a little bit more about you. So, why don't you share some of your story with us so we can get to know you just a little bit better? Okay. Well, I was just a normal wife, mother, I had a middle management job in government. I was, you know, going through life. There was a little piece of me that said, is this really all there is? And I was kind of unhappy with my job and kind of unhappy with my marriage. And But, you know, I kept going on. And then in October of 2017, The Tubbs wildfire swept through Sonoma County and Napa County, California. It burned 5,000 homes and Mm. killed 25 people in one night. And it was um, catastrophic. That fire destroyed my house. And so I went from, you know, a comfortable middle-income existence to being homeless with resources (laughs) just overnight. Wow, that sounds extremely traumatic. Yeah. Well, other people had much more trauma than I did, but, oh boy. Yeah, there um, there were some pretty tragic things happening that night. And for me, it was really... It was like the rug was pulled out from under me. Um, You know, I had this identity as a homeowner, as, um, you know, a member of a book club, as, as a wife, a mother. And what happened is that life stopped 
in a way on that day because for two weeks there were no stores open um where people couldn't go to work we we were walking around in a days in you know soot and ash and there was no continuity there was no um just nothing seemed right and i was thrown into a dark night of the soul mm. as a result of that fire which turned out to be really my savior because um what happened is i started questioning why am i here what am i doing is this what i want and the answer came up that no, that wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want to live the life that I was in. And so I left my marriage, which hadn't been serving me for a long time. I ended up six months later quitting my job and then striving for my dream of becoming a writer. And I don't know that any of that would have happened if the fire didn't. Wow, that's such an amazing story that you have. And it's always so powerful when people use their pain for growth and purpose. And I totally agree. You know, sometimes the most tragic things that happen to us are blessings in disguise in some strange way. <laughs> sometimes um, but they you usually, have to, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to it, get they, a little bit away from it before you can. Yeah, see it. <laughs> yeah. But somehow we get propelled forward and sometimes the biggest growth of our lives in the pain. And so I'm so sorry that that happened to you. It's, um, it's very, very scary. Uh, and I'm glad that you found a way to find magic again after all of that. So um, let's first talk about some of your self-help books. Let's do that first. Tell us what are the books that you wrote and who are they for? So the first book I was um, published in is Ignite Your Life for Women. It's a um, self-help compilation book. There's 35 women authors in it. And each of us wrote a chapter. My chapter, I talked about overcoming adversity, you know, overcoming the fire, but also um, coming to the decision to leave my marriage and how I learned to forgive. Mm. So that was the first one. The second one was called Choices. And this was a local Sonoma County group of women who got together and decided to write about holistic health, and um, I I wrote about forgiveness once again because it's such an important factor in being whole and healthy. And then the last of my self-help books was um, a year later, I was in Portugal, and I had a near-drowning incident in the... Um, ocean. And I wrote about that in Ignite Your Adventure Spirit. Um, and what I walked away with that from that particular encounter was the idea that surrender and going with the flow is the secret to life. Well, I love that you talk about forgiveness because in blended families, a lot of people really struggle with that one thing, oh, so um, especially yeah. when it comes to their exes. Yeah. And I, 
I learned that the forgiveness piece was really not for my ex. It was for me. Yes. Um, just it is for everyone listening. If you forgive someone, it's always for yourself. It's not because you're forgiving the other person. It's so that you can feel better. And so I really like, um, and, and then the surrender piece too, because when we have the blended family, we have to pretty much surrender to a lot of things that are out of our control. So I love that. And I definitely encourage the listeners to check out those self-help books. Angela, you also call yourself a certified quantum shift facilitator. Mm -hmm. So what exactly does a certified quantum shift facilitator do? So um, I work with energy. So emotions are energy. And when an emotion or a feeling gets buried, it actually kind of embeds in your cellular structure. And it can make changes into your cellular structure. So this is energy medicine where I'm going in and I'm helping to dislodge some of those stuck emotions. Um, I do it through perceptual shifts and I'm moving energy with my hands as, as we're having the conversation. That is cool, and we'll definitely have to talk more about that after the call because I know the show's not about energy, but I'm totally into energy work, um, and I've done you know Reiki before, yeah, um, and I'm really into that. So it sounds pretty similar with moving energy, and um, so that is super super cool. Um, and that's really helpful, you know, I'm sure on a personal level as much as it is to help other people too. And so. Um, and for the listeners, if you're interested in energy work, because this show is not about energy, you can always reach out to Angela after and talk to her about that. And then maybe Angela, we can have you back on another time to just do a show focused on that, because I think it's, um, I think it's something that more and more people are coming on to, but not yet enough people know about it and about the benefits of energy work. So that's amazing. That would be an amazing um, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, definitely plan that, Angela. Definitely. Um, but I want to, I want to move on to magic. And this is the part of the discussion that I've been really excited for. <laughs> I love um, magic. You specialize, <laughs> yeah. You specialize in opening hearts and minds of adults and children to the magic that they have inside that so many of us just forget about. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds so amazing to me because the stress and the problems just make us lose that magic. And, you know, even the blended family piece, right? It's just, it's hard, it's chaotic. And we just, something that maybe starts off in the relationship really magical, this new blended family and this new love relationship and all this, quickly the magic disappears out of it and it feels far from magical. And so I really want to know if you can teach us how to bring the magic back or how to find it again if it's been lost. Maybe you can give us some tips on that. Yeah. So um, what, what I call the magic inside is really curiosity, wonder, playfulness, and joy. And when you can tap into curiosity, wonder, playfulness, or joy, and, you know, joy, it's a little bit harder to tap into when you're not feeling really great about things. So the easier ones are curiosity, wonder, and playfulness. Um, when you can tap into that, then you're opening yourself up to 
actually feeling more joy because I can, I can give an example. If you're having computer technical difficulties and you're trying to get something done and you're getting really frustrated because the computer just isn't doing what you want, when you come at it with a playful curiosity um, mindset, it's easier to to kind of snap out of that frustration because if you know if you're like oops that happened oops oops does not carry the same kind of dreaded energy that you know a swear word or a expletive would and if you can say hmm i wonder I wonder what it's going to take for me to get this to work. And you just approach it from that curious standpoint. The negative energies are a little bit dispersed. And so you have more room to, to play with it and, and, you know, hopefully figure out how to make it work. Sometimes it doesn't. But the magic in having this approach is that you feel far less frustrated by that. Yeah, I love that. And I think that kids, you know, they definitely have more of the magic. And then as they get older, they lose it too. Um, And I love that you are helping with both adults and children because as adults, we think we're so serious sometimes and we stop having fun and our, our kids are watching us. You know, I spent many years working myself to the bone. And instead of my kids getting this vision of like, wow, my parents work so hard, good for them. Instead, the message that we sent them loud and clear was, wow, my parents work so hard and I don't want that for myself. My daughter said that to me. She said, mom, no offense, but I don't want your life. I don't want to work like you. All you do is work and you're so stressed out. Um, and you know, that was a big eye opener for me. That was, that was a while back. I'm not so serious now like I used to be, but you know, that I realized these kids are watching and we're setting an example for them. And maybe we should show them that life isn't over and awful just because you're an adult and you have responsibilities because we're teaching them that they don't want the responsibilities and they don't want to become adults. And so, and as far as the kids, they just grow up too quick these days and they do miss out on some of the magic that's there for them because they're trying to rush. And so, um, I think that that's all just so amazing. And I really encourage families to, um, to try to find that magic. I'd love to touch on blended families. Oh, go um, ahead. Before we go into blended families, I just want to say a couple of things. One is um, Einstein said in the 1960s, not Einstein, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Rogers said in the 1960s, I I just had an Einstein quote for my book. That's why I got mixed (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Mr. Rogers said that the biggest problem with parents that parents have is that they fail to remember what their own childhood was like. And Mm. so touching into that childlike wonder, magic, curiosity does help parents be able to connect better with their children because their children can sense that there is this 
connection of energy that you know they're come that the parents are not coming from a I'm a stressed parent but I'm a curious playful parent that changes the dynamic of the conversation between the parent and the child yeah I can totally see that. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about magic or any tips? Well, yeah. So the tips include, um, for one thing, I do have a guided meditation, a 20-minute long guided meditation on my website that takes people back into their own childhood and has them play like they did when they were a child in their mind. And people find it really freeing to have that permission to play, even if it's only in their own mind. But really, give yourself permission to have a little bit of playfulness. Um, If you're wearing rain boots and there's a puddle, jump in it. If you are piling up leaves, take a dive into them. You know, just Do all those little things you did as a kid that when you do them, it might not be super fun to do, but it it unlocks a little bit of that playfulness within. Yeah, that's wonderful because we do, we forget um, as adults because we are so serious all the time about our bills and our work and our stresses that we have and And um, watching us yeah because yeah you know I ask people who who's willing to go play on a um, playground get on a swing um, do the monkey bars you know can you do that or will you be too afraid of being seen hmm so it's when we can yeah. set aside that. Um, when we can, I gotta ask you, yeah. Angela, and I don't know if you would know this or not, but when it comes to men and women, because I know what answer I think in my head, but when it comes to men and women, do you find that um, one or the other just tends to have more playful qualities? You know, it's funny, but my sense is that men tend to have a little bit more playful qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. And I think it's a factor of, you know, women are carrying um, the bulk of the burden when it comes to child rearing. And I know that in some families it has changed uh, from when I was raising children, but there is still a sense that women have, a bigger part of the home burden while they're still carrying their work burden and men frequently have their work burden. And so they have a little bit less of um, concerns to keep, to weigh them down. Maybe. Yeah, I, I see that. And I also see like that things are changing now and a lot more men are taking much more of an active role, but I still see that just general personality types, um, men just seem to be more playful with the kids, whereas the moms are usually the more serious ones. I know that's how it is in my house, and I vote. We joke in, in my house saying that I'm not the play 
I'm not the play parent. And, you know, and both my my ex-husband and my current husband are both way more playful than I am. And, you know, that's just – that's why I just wanted to know what your opinion was on that. So Yeah. And, okay. And it's, it's kind of drilled out of us by society. You know, we're supposed to grow up. We're supposed to, you know, get a job. And by the time we're in high school, we have to choose our future – forever. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what what college classes will you take cuz that's your future forever. Um mm. it's a little bit silly because life has a way of changing and who knows where you're going to be in 20 years. So don't get too weighed down by <laughs> the college decision. Um you know, there's, there's Yeah all kinds of opportunities that pop up. Well, let's talk about your blended family a little bit, Angela, because you said that you, um, you got divorced, but then you started a new, a new family, right? No, actually I married at the age of 21. I married a 31 year old father of two. Okay. And that was that's my only marriage <laughs> so far. Okay. So you had the blended family thing from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. They're two beautiful little girls. They were age three and five when I met them. And um, just lovely, lovely people. And I used to say, people would say, you know, oh, how do you get on with the girls? And I'm like, Oh, well, how can anyone not get along with these two little girls? They're they're just joyous. Um, I think for me it was easier because at that age, children are pretty open to being loved by someone, more or less. Um, yeah. You know, I know that there is there are some situations where that isn't doesn't seem to be the case. Um, but I think in their hearts, really, the kids just want to be loved and accepted. And so um, from a, a stepmother perspective, what worked for, for me was letting go of any idea that I was going to be as important as their mother or father. Um, which is a hard thing to do <laughs> when you're when you're you know pouring your life out yeah. for a kid and knowing that you're always going to be kind of behind on on you know the rankings of people <laughs> um, but just loving them as they are not for me it was um not really getting too mixed up in what his ex-wife was doing or what his expectations of his ex-wife were. That was for him mm. to deal with. And um, I just tried to be the best stepmom I could be. Yeah. 
And it sounds like you learned how to bring your own magic into that relationship, um, which you probably needed to do when they were at that age. And so um, do you still stay in contact with them? Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. How, how old are they now? Oh, gosh, 39, 37, and my baby is 31. So, <laughs> Wow, that's really amazing. Yeah. All right, Angela. Well, let's move on to your fictional Bella Santini series. I know that's super exciting for you. So tell us a little bit about the book series. Okay. Well, I started writing this book um, pretty much after I quit quit my job. And I was writing as a, a lark. I was just doing it for a friend's daughter, a, a six-year-old girl. And the story kept growing and it kept growing until I got to the point where I thought, wow, this could be a book. So I continued to write it. I didn't set out to incorporate consciousness concepts into the fiction. Um, I just realized at some point that a lot of situations from my life were kind of being written into the the book in a more fanciful kind of way than what really happened. And um, so naturally I incorporated the lessons that I learned from my own life in there. And so um, the kind of concepts that are in the book is um, really letting children know that they're made of magic Um, what that magic is, curiosity, wonder, playfulness. Um, Having having them learn how to manage their feelings. So when we started talking, I talked about stuck feelings and how it could change your cells. Um, The idea is to have children be able to fully express their feelings, no matter what kind of feelings they're having. And so there's um, breathing techniques for anxiety or um, fear that can help, or even frustrations, using a breathing technique to calm your nervous system, to be able to manage feeling that feeling that seems so overwhelming when you're having it. Well... I knew that you incorporated consciousness concepts into the book, and um, but I wasn't really sure how. And I love this because it's so hard to get a young adult to read a self-help book. Mm-hmm. And you were able to do this, and you tucked it all nicely into the fiction. So it's a much more entertaining format for these kids. Plus, it's teaching them things, but they don't even probably realize that. And mm-hmm. so it probably even sticks even better than if you were just trying to teach them concepts, right? So I um, I think that, what do you you call it? Planting seeds. Planting seeds. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is what better way to do it. And so I really, really love that you did that. I think it's super essential, especially for our young adults who are struggling right now. It is definitely a hard time to be a young adult in this world. It's hard. Um, Yeah. It's hard for every age right now. mm -hmm. Um, It truly is. Yeah. And the the book, you know, in the first book, there's going to be 
talking about a concept, and then in the second book, it'll dive a little bit deeper into the concept so that each book in the series is building a little bit on what the last book taught. Wow. That's amazing. So do you know how many books you're going to have in the series or (laughs) what you're going to be working on in the future, or is it still up in the air? Um, Well... I am writing book five right now. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, I started off, someone said, oh, you should make this a trilogy. So I was going to write a trilogy and then book four came about and now book five. And at the back of my head, I think I might stop at book 11, but I'm not sure. So (laughs) we'll- 11 a good number. (laughs) And today is eleven eleven. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> wow. Well, that's so amazing. Uh, listeners, I will be sure to add all of Angela's links in the show notes for you, including the 20-minute guided meditation, because that just sounds fun for all of us to do. Um, but I encourage you to check out her website at AngelaLee.com. Let me spell that for you. It's uh, A-N-G-E-L-A. But the last name is not L-E-E, as you would imagine. It's L-E-G-H. So Angela, L-E-G-H dot com. And if you have young adults or preteens in the home, check out the Bella Santini books. And I love that you can at least feel secure. It's a whole series. So it'll definitely keep them busy for a little while. Um, Angela, before we go, since you've overcome so much adversity in your life, and I know that many, if not all of my listeners are facing adversity right now. I'd love to know what is a great tool that can help them right now with whatever they're currently facing. Mm. One of the things that I, when I left my marriage, it was, um, I mean, I, I almost drowned when I was four. My house burned down when I was four. I almost drowned when I was 54 and my house burned down when I was 53. So this is a lot of, tragedy, tragic circumstances in my life. But the hardest thing I've ever done was leave my marriage. Um, Because I am a very big empath. And I had set my own self aside in favor of um, meeting his expectations for a long, long time. And at some point, I knew I had to choose myself. But in so doing, I hurt him worse than he's ever been hurt before. And that was really, really hard on me. I, I went through a, um, a lot of emotion over, over being the source of his pain. And what I ended up doing was a forgiveness exercise called Ho'oponopono, um, It's something you can look up online. There's a lot of information about it. But it's it's a simple mantra where you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, while you're thinking about the situation. And as you mentioned earlier, Ho'oponopono is really, it's self-healing, but it also can affect change in others, um, mostly because as you are healing you, 
the energy of the interactions you have with other people changes. And so they change because your interactions are different. And so doing Ho'oponopono can help you forgive yourself, forgive others, and really heal yourself. And what is the phrase again that you say? It, it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. I'm writing that down. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's wonderful advice that I think we can all use. And I love that you said um, to forgive ourselves. We do need to forgive ourselves first um, because we need to love ourselves first before we can love or forgive anybody else. So that's wonderful. Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show today to bring my listeners some hope. And thank you for teaching us about bringing magic into our daily lives. You are so welcome. I really appreciate you giving me a place to to speak about this because I really believe that um, this can help children and and that's all I want to do is help children. Well, I think you're definitely doing it and I thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and we can't wait to see you get to book number 11 or or (laughs) further. (laughs) We never know. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.